0: talking hall of fame today we're talking hall of fame running backs christian mccaffrey hall of fame track But roger craig will he ever get in and of course frank gore who is destined to be a san francisco 49ers hall of famer all that and more on today's locked on 49ers you are locked on 49ers your daily san francisco 49ers podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Welcome to Lockdown 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks everybody for making this your first listen on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We appreciate all of the everydayers out there. Make sure you are one to subscribe up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. And if you're there's a specific topic you want us to hit, make sure you let us know as well on Twitter or in those comments on YouTube uh, subject today. Croc that um that came into my mind because of something we were talking about on the peacock and williamson nfl show again on the long locked on podcast network daily make sure you subscribe up to myself and former nfl scout matt williamson we get asked a lot about hall of fame and williamson loves talking about the hall of fame i don't like the hall of fame topic as much i know it's very good for talk radio but i'm a small hall guy and to me if you have to have a long conversation about if a guy's a hall of famer or not then he's probably not a hall of famer right um but I think most 49ers fans would say, "Man, Frank." I mean, uh, Roger Craig, that dude's a Hall of Famer. He should be a Hall of Famer, the first ever 1,000 rushing, one thousand receiving yard back. And Frank Gore, now that he's the number three rusher of all time, um, it's not time to vote on him yet, but he's going to get in just because of the stats he's accumulated over the course of his career. And I, I want to throw out to you first, Croc. What are your thoughts about Christian McCaffrey and his career so far in the NFL? What he was for the 49ers last year? And I want to get to their stats and where they stack up as far as Hall of Fame resume later. But do you think that Christian McCaffrey already feels like a player that's as important as Roger Craig and Frank Gore as an NFL running back?
1: I think he's important to the 49ers and how they run our offense right now kind of running it through the run game that set up the passing game, and then what he does in the passing game, but just importance overall to the NFL. feel like you understand how good he is, but if we're talking about his career, I think there are better active running backs who, in the, not better in the sense of ability, but they've had better starts to their careers than uh, Christian McCaffrey.
0: It's funny because if you play fantasy football, too, Christian McCaffrey is like perennial, the guy who's drafted number one overall and number two overall because, you know, the receiving ability as well. But the rushing yards aren't quite there yet throughout his career. And I don't know if they'll ever be there as far as Hall of Fame numbers go. And that's been kind of the problem with Roger Craig as he's someone who's kind of been the Hall of Very Good and it's looking like he'll never become a Hall of Famer. Maybe through the lens of now modern day running backs where they're not going to accumulate as many yards as the guys used to. And maybe there's more impetus put on receiving skills for running backs going forward in this modern era of football. Maybe that'll make Roger Craig's legacy look better to future voters than it has so far since his career ended in the nineties. So um, as it pertains to Christian McCaffrey right now, I feel like his peak is, is as good or better than both Roger Craig and Frank Gore's were very unlikely that we see players hang around and, and and rush for as many yards as Frank Gore does, which is why he's going to be stamped into the hall of fame. But I also want to hear what the listeners have to say about that, because it feels like peak wise, Christian McCaffrey's already there. Now, can he elongate that peak? is is my biggest question and and I, I see you making a funny face already Croc. by the way so hit us let me know what you guys think at BDP.com, at eric underscore crocker or on on youtube do you think mccaffrey hasn't even been there peak wise are you did you just say that peak wise, like
1: just the best version of christian mccaffrey that we've seen is better than the best version of any frank gore that we saw
0: i think it's i think it's there i think it's at least on par like if
1: that's not what you said, though. If
0: you, you said better. I mean, yeah. So basically, if you took a 100 football fans and you said at their peak, who was better, Christian McCaffrey or Frank Gore? I think you say 50 people would say Frank Gore, 50 people would say Christian McCaffrey.
1: I think the tough thing with Christian McCaffrey, and, and I get what you're saying, peak, because we're talking about one season, but the the longevity of it, right? And that's the conversation surrounding Frank Gore in the Hall of Fame. And that's what it feels like to me. When you talk about Frank Gore, in my head, the Hall of Fame and not Hall of Good, like you said, it it feels like it's not just about what I was really good for a long time. Like, what about your great years? And in any year, typically, that you go to, outside of one, I think it was maybe 2006 or like 2007 with Frank Gore, you would probably pick three to four running backs that were better that. Were better or more productive in those in that year, outside of one. I think there was one season where it was like he was second in rushing. Now again, got to factor in how trash his teams were, but also we can factor in that same thing for Christian McCaffrey, and that's the interesting part with him because statistically, and you know when you go to the voters and you know is what what do we see? You see one season where it's like man, they're almost fourteen hundred rushing yards. 1,000 receiving yards, you know, and that, that's amazing. He did that in 2019. But he's only had two 1,000-yard rushing seasons. Oh, no, last year, too. Last year, too. So, three. 3,000-yard 3, seasons. But if we're holding him to, like, a Hall of Fame standard, I think if you go to uh, Derrick Henry, it feels like he's rattling off 1,000-yard seasons every year. Now, he's not either, but I don't think he's played as long as Christian McCaffrey. But he also has a 2,000-yard season. But, I mean, th- these are dominant. 1,500 yards, 2,000 yards, uh, missed half a season and still almost had 1,000 yards, which is crazy. Then 1,500 yards last season, it just feels like it's like dominance, dominance, dominance. Every year, Christian McCaffrey, I feel like, is a little bit more of a roller coaster.
0: And one thing McCaffrey has is all those other yards that are receiving yards that that someone like Derrick Henry doesn't have. And Derrick Henry is the one that made me think of this because there is a list put out recently by the 33rd team, and on uh, you know, 3013.com, I think is where you can find it. And it listed players that are current players that are locks to be in the hall of fame or likely to be in the hall of fame. And Derrick Henry is on the list. And I was like, wait a second, it's got to be way too early to be talking about hall of fame for Derrick Henry. And so that's when it got me thinking because Christian McCaffrey was not on the list. And it's like, well, if, Mc- if Henry's on the list, McCaffrey's got to be on the list. Henry's been in the league one year longer,
1: one year longer. Yeah, I said one year, not as long. Yeah, it's actually one year longer, which one is year longer, does, yeah. does, does it feel like that?
0: It doesn't really feel like he's been in the league all that long. Um, but he only had like 400 yards rushing, I think, his first year. Same as McCaffrey, but McCaffrey had 650 receiving yards and 80 catches his rookie year to go with those 400 yards. And so when you look at all-purpose yardage, actually McCaffrey, I think, has more all-purpose yardage than than Derrick Henry does, or at least it's very close. Let's see, seven, 8,000. I know Derrick Henry has 8,000 rushing yards and looks like, and he's got, you know, maybe a 1,000 at most receiving yards, but probably not. McCaffrey's nipping on 9,000 oh, total yeah, I mean. <laughs> yards from scrimmage right now. And he's got an extra year on him. So
1: 8,300 rushing yards and 1,200 receiving yards for – So 9,500.
0: And he's had one extra year on McCaffrey. In one fewer year, McCaffrey has uh 4, 7, 8, 8 500, 8,600 total yards. So he's about a thousand total yards behind and one season behind Derrick Henry.
1: Do you think when they start to talk about these guys for the Hall of Fame, when you think of running back, how heavy does the receiving factor into it?
0: I don't think it factors in much at all. And I think that's what we've seen with with Roger Craig not getting in the Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's not really at all been much of a factor. In fact, that's a perfect segue that I, I don't want to talk to talk about next. I want to talk about Derrick Henry too, where Derrick Henry and where Christian McCaffrey are right now after six, seven seasons on the all time rushing list as well. As we continue this episode, talking running back Hall of Famers on Locked On 49ers. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by FanDuel. America's number one sports book. Take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount back in bonus bets, up to $200. That's right. Bet just 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose on that first bet. That's $200. You can spend on betting everything from the money line on Major League Baseball games, the over-unders, to who you think is going to hit the first home run. All on an app that is safe, secure, super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. And I love the app. I love the website at FanDuel. It is so easy to use, so easy to find your bets, no matter the sport. Build your own parlays. Of course, there's tons of NFL bets to be made on the 2023 season. Super Bowl futures. Uh, There's already weekly lines uh, for, I think, just about every single NFL game this season. You can find lines, including week one with the 49ers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Rookies of the year. Uh, statistical leaders, McCaffrey's rushing yards, all that and so much more. No better place to bet on NFL and Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. So, Derrick Henry, where, where, where do you think Derrick Henry's 8,300 rushing yards? lands him on the all-time list right now 36th <laughs> close 42nd
1: okay well spo- sp- i was just guessing
0: he's 42nd all-time in fact he's one spot ahead of zeke elliot which at one point someone might have said something like and by the way they came into the league in the same season zeke was a first rounder derrick henry was a second rounder and zeke actually had a little bit of a head start on derrick henry for rushing yards early in their career and was a better receiver um and now it seems like there's no rushing yards to be had. Like, that's how quickly it falls off. And so that's why when someone says someone like Derrick Henry's, you know, a likely Hall of Famer, I'm like, you got to hold on. Dude's 42nd all time. He's got to have multiple – he's got to – he's 28. I think going into his age 29 season, he's got to have multiple seasons into his third. He's going to have like four more thousand-yard seasons, right, in a row or have a bunch of seasons where he's accumulating a lot of stats like uh, like Frank Gore to, to start sniffing the Hall of Fame because he – even if you even if you take guys like christian mccaffrey and derrick henry and you compare them to their contemporaries and players they played with i think at some point in the future with the way running backs are going and guys are you know one running back is less of bell cow than they ever used to be and and guys are gosh i'm looking at frank gore stats right now it's amazing how many thousand yard seasons he had even pretty deep into his career uh, yeah. age 33 with the indianapolis colts age 34 961 yards with the colts then he still had 700 600 600 to end his career through age 37 so uh frank gore uh, i'm having i'm reminiscing about some good times watching frank gore play running back right now uh, i feel bad what i said earlier no he's better than christian mccaffrey but um <laughs> <laughs> uh Derek as a pure from a pure a running back
1: You yeah so that that's i think that's more of the argument now can christian mccaffrey be a bell cow running back I, I think in this era he Show last year, you know, hey, if you guys need me to carry the ball 20-plus times, I can. Uh, if you need me to split time with Elijah Mitchell, he, you know, I can. And, you know, I know we'll, we'll get to that. I think the more interesting thing, again, when we start talking about Hall of Fame, there are other guys right now that are playing who I'm looking at stats, and you just see these guys that, like at or near the top every year that just don't get the same level of appreciation. Nick Chubb. He just had 1,500 yards last year, and it looks like every year he's he's being very productive, really good. I mean, it's just, oh, man, you know, I play for the Cleveland Browns. So, one, not a a big-time market in the sense of, you know, you don't see them on TV a whole lot. Maybe this year they'll get better with better quarterback play. But, you know, that's a running back who, if you ask most people, hey, who would you rather have, Christian McCaffrey or Nick Chubb? I'd say most people off the top of their head, boom, give me Christian McCaffrey. Yep. But Cleveland Browns, if you ask them, they're probably saying, what? Like, what kind of question is that? Like, Nick Chubb is the better running back.
0: He's a beast, right. So so
1: when you look at that, that it's just interesting to look at, like, league leaders last year, Josh Jacobs at the top with over 1,600 yards. Derrick Henry, you know, he's always kind of up there, especially if he has a full season. Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley. Then, yeah, Miles Sanders starts to drop off a little bit. Justin Fields, which is wild. Then, like, Christian McCaffrey's there. And it almost feels like last year with Christian McCaffrey's, you know, 1139 yards, how much more productive will he be? Is like, are we talking about 200 yards more, 300 yards more? And even if he is, does the offense in the run game go enough through him to be as productive as the other guys? And is in a sense of, I know for fantasy people are like, Oh no, I'm taking Christian McCaffrey number one. Cause he's going to get the receptions as well. But when, when they're talking about Hall of Fame and they're just talking about pure runners, there could be an argument that there are people like, hey, well, Nick Chubb was the better running back during that time. He was the better ball carrier during that time.
0: And it might be why we, we've we seen the end of the Hall of Fame running back, or at least as we know it, and that there's going to have to be some kind of correction with voting to get some of these types of players in unless we see, Der- and look, Derek Henry's a sideboard. I'm not going to put it past him. They can go get a 1,000 yards when he's 35 years old, but I mean, just the way that, running backs are treated now and they're talking about now well, they might even trade them at the deadline right now, Tennessee and go in a new direction, right? You don't build around running backs and they don't get the carries and, and they don't play as long. And they're not paid as much as they used to. So um when you look at even contemporaries, because Adrian Peterson and Frank Gore's careers overlapped with Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry, and those guys have 16,000 and 15,000 yards. They're number three and number five all time. You know what I mean? So <laughs> Those guys are Hall of Famers, and so when Derrick Henry comes up, unless he has five more 1,000-yard years, you're going to look at him and be like, man, he's 4,000 yards behind Adrian Peterson, and that was his contemporary. Is, is he really a Hall of Famer? So um he's got some work to do, Derrick Henry does, and Christian McCaffrey might get the same treatment that Roger Craig did just because his versatility hurts him in the end when, t- when a lot of old – voters are going to be looking at traditional rushing yard statistics. Derrick Henry's 42nd all time right now. And and you can start to squint and see where he could get into the top 25 all time, you know, with the, you know, 2000 more yards and then 3000 more yards starts getting into the top 20. And you can kind of envision how that career would go, even if he's not one of the top running backs in the league, but just plays long enough. But Christian McCaffrey currently is 100 and sixty eighth all time leading rusher with his four thousand seven hundred and twenty six yards.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think that the conversation surrounding CMC should be Hall of Fame just yet. <laughs> I think you gotta kind of pump the brakes on that, and it's even hard to envision it because I mean we're talking about twenty six years old. You also have to keep him healthy. You also have to keep him upright, and that's part of it. You look at some of his numbers; there, they are a little inconsistent because of the injuries, and with Derrick Henry. You, you know, you kind of looked at some of their numbers and, and, and compared them. He had the one year he was hurt, but outside of that, he typically plays. So, CMC has to show, like, hey, man, for the I was healthy 100% last year. Y'all saw what I did. Now he just has to do it again because again, you know, I'm looking at Nick Chubb. And when those voters they are going to start looking at guys that play at the same time, he even when he doesn't play. Every game, he's still running for a 1,000 yards.
0: Like You know, Nick he, Chubb's kind of similar to Frank Gore. Like yeah. the, the more modern era Frank Gore, where Frank Gore was always really good and everyone knew he was good, but you always had like, oh, maybe Adrian Peterson's better and maybe there's a couple guys that are better. That's kind of what, what Nick Chubb's career is right now.
1: If he has another season like he did last year, I mean, we're talking about five straight seasons over a 1,000 yards rushing. And... Some of those he missed games. to thousand twenty, he only played twelve games. Two thousand twenty one, he only played fourteen games. Last year was the first time in or third time in his career he played every game, but in fifteen hundred yards. And if he plays every game again this year, fifteen hundred yards.
0: <laughs> you know what Frank Gore didn't have was a ring. Us uh, and. He had a bunch of pro bowls, but he was never first team all pro. He was only, he was only second team all pro when he had 1695 yards. That's tough. In 2006, his second year in the league. He had 400, he had 2000 all purpose yards. He had 485 receiving yards and 61 receptions, too. Like that was crazy. His season in 2006 was nuts for Frank Gore. He had four straight thousand yard seasons, then 853 yards in an 11 game season. Because he got hurt in 2010, then forced more straight thousand yard seasons. Frank Gore did so eight out of nine years thousand yards rushing seasons from 2006 to 2014.
1: That's what's ultimately going to get him in the Hall. How right. long do you think you will have to wait? He
0: he's so clearly a Hall of Famer unless there's uh, there's gonna there's gonna be a backlog of quarterbacks, which I think is going to make it even more. I think it's just it's it's almost too perfect because the way the league is going with you know much more passing. And running backs are going to start or are, are kind of falling out of favor anyway. And we're going to see all these Manning and Brady. And then there's going to be conversations about like Rivers and Matt Ryan. There's Roethlisberger, Breeze. All these guys are going to come up for the hall. It's going to be like all these quarterback-centric Hall of Fame classes. So, there might be some guys lost in there when you start talking about Frank Gore, and, and I'm sure he'll get in. But then there's older guys that they're still voting on too that have pretty good cases. So uh, Frank Frank's gonna get in. Does he wait one year? Maybe you know. Um, I would rather see Patrick Willis get in first, and then that way Frank Gore can get in the next time. You know what I mean? Something like that. So. uh yeah. Look-
1: yeah. I, I understand. You know the two the two Super World, Super Two rings man, and you're in, dude. That's it. But golly, he was
0: not. He wasn't it. Well, wait. So, like, without the rings, nobody would vote for Eli Manning.
1: Z, like, Z, he would get. Z, they, what? He was literally 500 for his career. And over a long time, right? Like, Kyle Shanahan kind of started off where it was like, oh, man, he's below 500. Then he's like, well, I'm actually a really good coach. So I'll catch up. And what, what has he done? is like, okay, now I'm, I'm over 500, and he's going to continue to be over 500. They think he's one of the best in the league. Eli Manning was never, like, the best quarterback. Matter of fact, I think teams and defenses like playing against him. Like, oh, man, he's going to throw a lot of interceptions. He's kind of reckless, does a lot of weird stuff. But he just had these two runs that were magical, and he made big throws, and he beat knocked off a team that was undefeated. But outside of that, there's nothing about his career that says Hall of Fame, aside from he's a Manning and his brother was so amazing.
0: Yep, and he played in New York. It's, it's why uh, Justin uh, Justin Tuck, right, defensive lineman for the Giants? Yeah. Why is he on national subway commercials? Nobody knows who Justin Tuck is. Like regular folks, they don't know who Justin Tuck is. They're like, who's that guy with a funny-looking head? Uh, and it's Justin Tuck. But he played in New York and won a Super Bowl. So here, here you go. You're in subway commercials now. Uh, it's different so you want to ring and want a ring in new york and famous family manning he's going to get in he's going to be one of the worst quarterbacks in all of it no he will be the worst <laughs> <laughs> okay next crock i, I want to compare roger craig and christian mccaffrey because wow when you look at the numbers it is much closer than you would expect and it, it's kind of mind-blowing the careers that uh, these guys have had to start next Thanks again, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure you are subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts and make sure you check out the rest of what the network has to offer. Locked On NFL, Locked On NFL Draft, and, of course, the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Myself and Matt Williamson breaking down the entire league daily. Okay, so get this. Roger Craig, he had his 1,000-1,000 season in 1985 for the 49ers. 1,050 yards rushing, 92 catches, 1,016 yards receiving. And it was the first time that was ever done. He had some other really good seasons, too, in the NFL. And he had 1,500 yards rushing by the way, in 1988 for the 49ers with another 500 yards, so another 2,000 yard from scrimmage season, and then had another 1,000-yard season, his last 1,000-yard season in 1989 for the 49ers, and those 88 and 89 49ers won Super Bowls, by the way. So he's got three rings. Um, He's been uh, an all-pro first-teamer, an all-pro second-teamer, multiple-time pro bowler. He's had a really good career. In fact, those first seven years, from 1983 to 1989, Croc Roger Craig accumulated 6,625 rushing yards, 4,241 receiving yards. So over 10,000 total yards in his first seven seasons in the NFL, 49 rushing touchdowns, another 16 receiving touchdowns. Now, Christian McCaffrey, through his first six years in the NFL, has 4,726 rushing yards and another 3,756 receiving yards. So he has uh, basically Christian McCaffrey to match where Roger Craig's seven-year start was. This is going to be Christian McCaffrey's seventh year coming up. McCaffrey needs to have almost 2,000 rushing yards and about 500 receiving yards to catch Roger Craig through his first 7 years won't get that wow. 2000 rushing yards. I mean he's obviously not going to catch him but that's what I'm saying like you forget how good Roger Craig was. Roger Craig was what Christian McCaffrey is now in the in the late 80s. That's how good he was. I, what is this
1: fullback halfback thing? running
0: back back in the day i think he he was just a powerful dude so i think he did play some fullback at nebraska and i think he had a lot of blocking duties earlier on in his career with the 49ers when they had some other running backs going on um i i don't know i don't remember because remember back in the day the niners had which i loved aesthetically it's such a beautiful like nobody uses it in the nfl but those split backs right So basically, it's like, I don't know who's the running back, who's the, the fullback? Does it matter? Does it is the fullback have to be the guy who's on the strong side and the halfbacks on the weak side? So is that how they they tally that up? Uh I, I don't know. Um, but you know, if anybody who watched the 49ers remembers, it was Tom Rathman was a fullback, Roger Craig was the was right the running back. Um, so he, he's a running back to me. I know he got labeled as a fullback for for various reasons, but um I, I would love to it's great for passing. I think it's not as good for running the football, uh, that that split-back formation. But, man, I want to see more split-backs. I think mean, the 49ers could do that. They could bring it back with use check and, and Christian McCaffrey. So, Kyle, if you're listening, more split-backs, please.
1: He, in back-to-back years, 92 receptions and then 81. Well, actually, you can go before that. 71, 92, 81. That's, that's a lot of receptions. Especially like in that era. Because I feel like when, let's say like Reggie Bush. It almost feels like Reggie Bush was in the wrong era of playing like running back. But maybe he should have played for the 1985-49ers. <laughs> yeah,
0: or just played for the wrong coach.
1: Or played for the wrong coach. Right early on, I mean, they were using him and um, Deuce McAllister. Yep. They kind of had that, that tandem. And Reggie Bush broke the rookie receiving record for, I think it was like 88 receptions. or Something like that. It's like, hey, that's a lot of catches for a back especially you know a rookie who is split splitting time but man he would fit right in with those uh mid 80 49ers put him at fullback i guess
0: so the big the big thing that so roger craig after those first seven seasons you know i picked that number because it was the next season coming up for mccaffrey but also roger craig fell off after that so roger craig was awesome uh in that era for the 49ers but then into the 90s uh, his last year with the Niners in 1990, he only had 439 rushing yards. And then one season with the Raiders had 590 rushing yards. And then uh, 400 yards for the first year with the um, with the Minnesota Vikings. Then last year with the Vikings, only 119 rushing yards. And that was it. Age 33, and, and that was it for his career. So no more 1,000-yard seasons after 89. No more big totals. And so that's the key for Christian McCaffrey. He, he's he, he's he's the new version of Roger Craig for these 49ers. And so for any of those fans that didn't remember how good Roger Craig was, that's how good Roger Craig was. Roger Craig had a season where he rushed for 1500 yards and Roger Craig had a thousand yard rushing thousand yard receiving season. You know, he had multiple seasons where he had 2000 yards from scrimmage. So, um, That's what we're seeing with Christian McCaffrey. And it's so fun to watch Christian McCaffrey play. But the key for all of this, whether it's Derek Henry, whether it's Christian McCaffrey, and it's what's probably hurting Roger Craig's eligibility for the hall of fame is longevity. Can Christian McCaffrey keep doing this into his thirties and and the way he works, the way he's built, as long as he doesn't get run into a ground as into the ground as a runner, I think he can have a really long career as long as he wants to play as a receiving back in the NFL. But you know, there's that scale. There's that sliding scale of how many carries is he going to get? How long is he able to going to be able to get all those carries? Because he's not as physically imposing as, as pretty much any of the running backs we've talked about.
1: It looks like Roger Craig hit that wall at the age of 29. Right. And he was a guy who came into the league a little bit older. I'm looking at it 23 years old as a rookie, as opposed to most of these guys coming in, even Chris McCaffrey, 21 years old. So you see a two year difference right there, but, just in the sense of your body kind of getting beat up that two year where that drop-off started with Roger Craig at the age of 29, McCaffrey is kind of approaching that now in the sense of like NFL years.
0: Right. And, and so is Derrick Henry. And you think about, okay, but Derrick Henry had a 2000 yard season. So did uh CJ2K, right? Chris Johnson, is he a Hall of Famer? Nope. Yeah. Jamal Lewis. Yeah. 2000 yard seasons, but guess when they stopped being good? Right about now, right about now for McCaffrey and and Derrick Henry is is when those guys, and it's just, that's what happens in the NFL. So longevity is so important. It's what's going to get Frank Gore in the Hall of Fame. You know, Adrian Peterson's in the Hall of Fame. They're top five rushers all time. Like they were good and they were good for a long time. How long can Derrick Henry do it? How long can Christian McCaffrey do it? And if McCaffrey is going to get into the hall where, where, I mean, a three-time Super Bowl champion, First ever 1,000, 1,000 yard back in Roger Craig, Christian McCaffrey's gonna do it. Longevity is what's gonna get him there.
1: All right. Can he, the 49ers are gonna need him to, I mean, forget the next few years. Be healthy this year. Because if he does, I mean, that
0: that's so big for the 49ers. What do they need from what do they need from him this year, Kroc?
1: Well, I'm interested to see how they utilize him, right? Because you know, on the previous episode, I talked about how there were a few games in there where Elijah Mitchell led the 49ers in rushing. So is Kyle going to go towards what we saw him do with Elijah Mitchell in 2021, where it was very heavy on Elijah Mitchell being the bell cow, or was that, well, yeah, I have him toting the rock as much because, well, I have to use Debo Samuel as a running back. I don't really want to do that. Trey Sermon and all these other guys, I don't really care to really give them the rock. So yeah, I have to give Elijah Mitchell as many carries as he has. So, there's, what we saw last year, which was more of a split between McCaffrey and a healthy uh, Elijah Mitchell, which again, I mean, he's got to be, he's got to we're talking about McCaffrey, like, M- M- Mitchell, can you stay healthy at all? <laughs> they only played five games last year. But is he going to go towards more of a split between two backs? And maybe that would help with the longevity of Christian McCaffrey. And then maybe towards the end or in the game where you just need him to really be the bell cow, then as I art, you're having 20-plus carries in this game. But outside of that, do you kind of keep it closer to you know 11, 12 carries uh, to keep him kind of fresh towards the end of the season?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, you have to be smart with him because you want a healthy McCaffrey in January. And I know you want to really, really use him as much as possible in September and October, and November. But man, uh, he's so important to your football team. You you want him on the field. And so I would almost I put him on a pitch count from jump. I mean, while you have healthy Elijah Mitchell, use use him, right? So right. like yeah, use him and make sure McCaffrey's on the field on third downs in January. That that's the way I would play it with Christian McCaffrey. Um Kyle doesn't really think that way, so we'll see. We'll see what it ends up looking like. How do you but think Kyle thinks? He's just going to use. He want he he wants to win every series, every every down for the most part. um like George Kittle talked about him wasting some plays, maybe even. I don't know if that was necessarily the case. I don't think Kyle didn't want his runs to work that he was setting up for a pass, but he was definitely trying to set up a pass play but he wanted the running plays to work also uh before that but i i think kyle is 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 going to use we've seen it from him in the past and and we'll see if it changes um unless i think the 49ers are up big then they use a closer role with mason or with ty davis price or with elijah mitchell and then pull christian mccaffrey but while he's still trying to win the game he's going to use mccaffrey every chance he gets Big year for Jordan Mason. Big year. I love, I, I will draft Jordan Mason in the last round of every one of my fantasy drafts. That's because I, I this man, Kyle draft. Don't draft the first Kyle Shanahan back draft. The third Kyle Shanahan back. That's where you profit. Um, and you know, you know, the attrition that happens in the NFL, you know, the attrition that happens, at the running back position, in the NFL, and you know, the attrition that happens with the 49ers running back position in the NFL.
1: Yep. We see that every year. Take the third guy.
0: <laughs> but look, I will say this McCaffrey is pretty important. Obviously, we saw how good he was with the 49ers. The 49ers season ended in the same exact place the year before. There was no Purdy, there was no McCaffrey, and they still lost the NFC Championship game. So they can go back and lose an NFC Championship game without Purdy, without Christian McCaffrey. You know, this now it's all about let's get past that, let's get over that hump. That's the point of trading all this stuff for a quarterback, trading all this stuff for a running back, getting over that hump. They died on the same hump they died the year before last year. Thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Croc and I, back tomorrow. Right here, Locked On 49ers.
1: Subscribe to this video.